2: Well, we've got no transfers to discuss because Paul Warren wants to keep us, I guess, not busy. So we've got an episode today on unpopular Derby County opinions. Um, so got the usual guys with me. Good to see you, Adam. How you doing?
3: I'm good, mate. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm very well. I'm very well, thank you. Also, Chris, with your new microphone, you're a new man. How you doing?
1: I'm very well. This episode was made for me, I think. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Definitely. Definitely.
2: And last, but by no means least, Vic Singh. how are you
4: doing? Oh, good, Jamie. How are you?
2: Yeah, I'm good. I'm looking forward to everyone's unpopular opinions. We put out a tweet earlier in the week. Um, we got some really good replies and we're going to talk through some Twitter replies in a little while. Um, but Adam, I'm going to come to you first. You're kicking it off. You've been thinking about it for a week. Give me your first unpopular Derby County opinion.
3: I think my first one has to be Jason Knight, one of our academy products. is one of our best academy products in recent years. And we won't realise it until it's too late, until he's left. I think the engine he is in midfield, nobody talks about his running. But I think what he can do at the back and also going forward in terms of being almost like a box-to-box midfielder. We've seen he can score goals, but we know how good he is at tracking back and putting in the effort. I think we'll really miss him when we lose him. I know a lot of people said last season he had an average season, but I still think he's going to go on to play Championship Premier League football. And I think when we lose him, because I think at some point we will in the near future, I think we'll miss him a lot and we won't realise it until it's too late. Because this season, I think when he was injured or he was out of the team, we struggled a bit without him in the midfield, then when he came back in, he had a big impact. So I think he's probably one of our best academy products in maybe the last 10 years.
2: Well, it's a good job you didn't reply on Twitter because you definitely would have run out of characters. Um, Quite a long, unpopular opinion. Chris, I know you're a Jason Knight fan. What do you reckon to that?
1: Um, Sorry, but I've got to agree with everything he said. So I don't think it's that unpopular. (laughs) Um, I think he is the best academy product we've had since we'll use. There? Vic? He's
2: on my side, Vic.
4: I disagree. I don't think we'll miss him. I think for all the running he does, his goals and assists aren't reflective of being a very good player. I think he will become a good player, like Championship, Premier League standard, maybe. But for us, I don't think he's really cut the mustard.
2: Yeah, I agree. And to be honest, one of my unpopular opinions was about Jason Knight, so I'm not going to say it now. But I honestly feel like this season, potentially, and mine's going to be massively unpopular, I think Liam Thompson in that right-back, right-wing-back position could have got the same amount of assists and goals, potentially. I mean, Liam Thompson scored in the FA Cup, didn't he? But I think we all look at Jason Knight, and just because he runs and he puts his all in for the shirt, which you know I don't deny that, we're all thinking he's somebody that is not. I don't. I don't think we'll miss him, Adam. It's your unpopular opinion, so I'll let you come back for the final comment on this.
3: I think. I think that's a big call to say Liam Thompson in that right back position. Uh, I'd like to see that happen, but um, Jason Knight, I think. I know this season, some people might have said he had an average season, but I think there's a lot of players who could have had better seasons this season. But I still think he's one of the most underrated players in the side. When he was out this season, we struggled massively. We had nothing in terms of the transition. We know we've got some luxury players who are really good going forward, but they're only, those, they're only as good going forward if they have Jason Knight in the midfield because a lot of things went through him. I know he ran a lot. I know he does run a lot, but... I think his work at the back and also going forward because he can do both in terms of staying back and going forward. I think we're going to miss him massively. We saw it this season. so I'm going to say. I think he's one of the most underrated players in the starting
1: eleven. Absolutely spot on.
2: Well, we will see. We will see. I mean, I don't think that he'll play in a Derby shirt again, in my opinion. Um, if he does, I'll be I'll be very surprised. So, Chris, we didn't agree on that one. Let's see if we agree on this one. What's your first that. unpopular
1: opinion? Oh, I doubt it. I've been looking forward to this all week. So, my unpopular opinion, my my first big one, and I've thought this all season, if we had appointed Carl Robinson when um, before Liam Rossini was given the caretaker role, so if we'd appointed Carl Robinson when David Klaus took over, we would be a championship club now. That is my opinion.
2: Vic, coming to you, what are you thinking?
4: I don't know. Carl Robinson never really entered my mind, so I wouldn't wouldn't have thought of him in that way. I mean, he's got the promotion with MK done, so I can see Chris's point. And he does play attractive football. And with the squad we have, I can see the points that he's made. However, I'm not sure if he would have took us up, um, just because I think we probably needed that season of transition in League One. It might be a blessing in disguise not to have gone up his first time round, but I don't know. I don't think Carl would have been the right person at that time.
2: Adam?
3: I think it's difficult to say that. I think any manager would have took us up this last season. But would Carl Robinson have got a bigger squad? That would be my main point. And I think if maybe he had, like Vic said, with the promotion with MK Dons, hmm, he might have done. But i got to
1: disagree with Chris. I don't think we would have gone up with Carl Robinson, if I'm going to be honest. I take everything I said about Jason Knight back. You're wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I have to agree with these two, to be honest, Chris. I think I think Pep Guardiola wouldn't have got us up last season, to be honest. I think it was just destined that we stay at this level for another season. I'm glad it's Paul Warren. I'm sure we'll probably speak about him later in the episode. Um, we've got some uh, fan comments on on uh, on Paul Warren, but, yeah. I think we would have just finished in, in League One had it been Carl Robinson. But, who knows, maybe he'll be on the uh, the list of, of next potential Derby County managers if and when that job comes up again. Vic, what's your unpopular opinion?
4: I know this is going to sting the fan base. It might not, to be fair. I think Paul wants the man to take us up from League One. But, I don't think he's the man to keep us in the championship, so I would consider replacing him if we went up,
2: Chris coming straight back to you is is that well is it unpopular, and also do you agree?
1: I said that as soon he was as soon as he was appointed, but um now you've all knocked my opinion. I'm gonna completely <laughs> disagree um and say no, vic's <laughs> totally wrong. Uh, Paul Warren would take us all the way to to the uh, Premier League and keep us there. So, no, sorry, Vic.
2: (laughs) Adam, I guess a lot of people will think... I think a a few people will think what Vic is saying there is is true. The fact of the matter is that he's done well at at kind of promoting teams out of this this division. He did well, an extent, with Rotherham before he, he came to us, but he probably hasn't got the pedigree at the moment, to get a team from the Championship to the Premier League. Do you agree?
3: Yeah, I agree. But I think we have to remember he's a pretty inexperienced manager rather than, if I'm correct, was his, his only first-team manager job taking them up out there. He's part of the coaching set there for a while. Um, I, I'm going to have to disagree with Vic. I'm, I'm a sucker for Paul Wall. Uh, I think this is probably... It's a massive job for him. If he takes us up, I think with the players that we have, hopefully the resources we've would we've went up and the pull we'd have, he'd be able to keep us up and we'd be able to progress with him, if I'm going to be honest. I think the size of the club we are. I don't like to play on that, the size of the club we are, but it does help attract players. But I'd have to disagree with Vic. I'd, I'd keep Paul there. I think we'd stay up pretty comfortably.
1: I'm not sure if anyone can help me here, because I'm trying to think of any manager who's been promoted and then sacked. I'm not saying left for another club, but I can't remember any manager who's been promoted in the EFL and then sacked.
2: As in straight away, like without not playing a game or something?
1: Yeah. yeah. And I think for me personally, the only time I would have done that was when we went up in 07. If we'd got rid of Billy Davis as soon as we'd gone up, who knows what would have happened. But of course, you just don't do that, do you? So, But I don't think any manager has been sacked after being promoted. Be any interesting. Ruth- isn't it? <laughs>
2: it's quite ruthless. I mean, you've achieved what you've achieved, and then you get yeah, get the tin tack. I don't mm-hmm. think that seems very fair. It definitely doesn't seem like the kind of thing that David Clowes would do. But who knows? We didn't really see Rossini going at the time that he went. So yeah, let's let's see what happens. Right, I'm going to give you my unpopular opinion. It's about Paul Warren as well. So we'll stay on the subject of Paul Warren. I mentioned this in the group chat. Um, this was. I think Tuesday, Wednesday or something to, to this extent. For me, I think if we are achieving the things that we want to achieve in League One next year and Norwich are struggling, I can see Norwich coming in for Paul Warren and I think that is the only team that he leaves us for, given that it's the team that he supports. Adam, what do you think?
3: Uh, I've got to disagree. I disagreed in the group chat. I think with the contract we gave him four years, he'd only in. Been what, one and a half into the years into that four-year deal. I know Norwich is the club he supports, but also Norwich. They're not a club that's going to spend money. I know that. And I think buying Paul Warren out of his contract would be a big risk. So then they do like to go for the underrated manager, I would like to say. But I think even if Norwich are struggling, I don't, I don't think Paul Warren leaves them. I'm, I'm sure Paul Warren had job offers while he was at Rotherham uh, when he was doing well and he didn't leave. So up until he came to us. I, I, I don't think... I don't think he'd leave for Narch even if they were struggling. I don't think he'd leave for Larch if they're in the same division and he still had two and a half years in his contract, to be
2: honest. Fair. Chris, agree? Disagree?
1: It absolutely kills me to say this, but I actually agree with you. And you don't know how much that hurts because <laughs> I never agree with you. But I can see if we're storming League One next season, Norwich are looking like they could mount a playoff push, but you know, need a little bit of a fresh, fresh spark. I can see Warren going there.
2: Vic, if you're managing in League Two for I'm trying to think of a league two club now. Don't even Wals- don't even know that lowdown.
4: Let's go Warsaw.
2: <laughs> Warsaw. Let's go Warsaw. And Derby come in for you, you're a Derby fan, surely you're taking the job. If if your home team come in for you, surely you're taking the job.
4: A million percent. Uh, But in regards to your opinion about Paul Warren, I don't even think he'd make Norwich's radar, if I'm honest. Just because I think the pull that Norwich would have as a club, would they be really looking at someone like Paul Warren? Or would they be looking at someone a bit more, I don't know, more experienced maybe? And with the money that they may have behind them or may not, just to pull of the club itself. I don't know if they'd really target Paul Warren as such, but I can understand the same point. So I can understand if he did go to Norwich because of that, but I don't think he'd be on their radar.
1: Isn't, but Norwich aren't even the biggest club in East Anglia, are they? Think, <laughs> thinking about it. But no, I, I I agree. I do think he could go to Norwich. That's
2: Cambridge United, surely. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's one of them. I think if they were to stay uh, Norwich typically they are that yo-yo club, aren't they? They're up and they're up and down. Um, but I think if it was a situation where they were struggling next season and they needed like Chris said a bit of a a change of a change of manager, a change of of direction then potentially it would be considered. And I think you always look at at managers in the league below and think that they can make that transition up. So Let's hope we keep him. I'm a Paul Warren fan, so I'll um, yeah, I'll definitely hope that we keep him throughout the season. And I think actually, looking at that division next year, we should be we should be in that top two. Well, we'll go to the Twitter uh, comments that we got from our, our tweet earlier in the week. We've got one from somebody called Jake Barker. I don't know if you guys know who that is. Um, someone, someone quite irrelevant. But his comment was, we, I'll definitely hear that. We, we'll test it, see if he listens to this episode by, uh, by saying that comment. I think tell Jake... <laughs> <wouldn't he>? <laughs> <laughs> we won't miss Hayden Roberts in the slightest and can get a better replacement. Adam, is Jake right?
3: I mean, I think there's more to it than missing Hayden Roberts as a player. I think the financial implications of missing out on Hayden Roberts is pretty big. I think a free transfer. I know I saw a rumour his wages were really high, but I'm not sure how true that was. But free transfer, I mean, he was coming into his own towards the end of the season. A young player that would develop. I I mean, we probably can get a better replacement. That's definitely towards their 30s, a more experienced player. But I think such a young talent that Hayden Roberts was, I think he was one of our more underrated players in terms of how consistent he was. I think we can get a better replacement, so I'll probably agree with Jake. But I think we're going to miss him in terms of the long run. If we do go up to the championship, we're going to miss the quality of Hayden Roberts because I do think he was a decent League One player. So I'm, I'm torn. Yeah, I'll agree with Jake. Uh, I think we can find probably a better replacement, probably more solid Championship
2: level player. He's definitely texted you and said, "Agree? Don't well agree or don't agree with my uh, my comment." But Chris, I think it's, there's two there's two points in this, isn't there? Missing Hayden Roberts and finding a better replacement. I think from a, a team point of view, in my opinion, I think we would miss Hayden Roberts because I think he gave a good account of him last year. But finding the better replacement, I think there are better players out there that that we could sign. Do you agree?
1: Um, tough one for me. I was personally more gutted to lose out on Roberts than I was on Didsy. Um I think next season, um, with Roberts in the squad. I think he would have probably had more impact than Dizzy because as I say it was Dizzy's swan song, wasn't it? But are there better players out there? Probably. Can we attract them? I don't, I don't know. Have we got the financial power to get them? Who knows? But I, I personally was gutted when Roberts went, um, despite the fact I'm not sure what's happened to his face between leaving us and joining Bristol City. Um, not quite sure what happened there, but yeah. Um, I disagree with um, Jake on this occasion.
2: Fair. Fik, what are you thinking?
4: Um, I think we'd miss him just because of the versatility he could offer us. Like I would try him at centre-back if we would have signed him next year, just because I think he's got the pace for it to play alongside Erin. <clears throat> However, I do think we could probably get better as well. Sorry, excuse me. I do think we can get better out there as well. Um, yeah, I'll probably say I agree with Jake on that one. And then I think it really puts into perspective where we are as a club. If we're competing with Championship teams for young player signings, then it's a no-brainer for that player to go to a Championship club. We have more wages and better style, better standard of football as well. So I guess you can't really miss what wasn't really there.
2: Fair. Yeah. No. Sounds good. You, you, your voice went a bit crackly, and the mine went. I'm definitely copying you there. Um, A couple of comments on YouTube. If you did want to make some comments, you can always go on YouTube and and comment if you've got an unpopular opinion. David Clarkson says, totally agree with Jamie and Vic on night. So we're winning there. I'd also say Bird, not much better to add even more hate, LOL. Um, I can't agree with that one, David, because I absolutely love Max Bird. And I think next year we are going to see a... Complete Max Bird, in in my opinion. We've also got Ryan Jono, who's commented on YouTube as well. In my opinion, Paul Warren didn't get the financial backing at Rotherham as he as he will at Derby. He was on a smaller budget and got them up three times. So if we give him the backing, eventually it will go up and stay up. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. To be honest, Ryan, um, and I think actually him coming in the door and, and seeing how big a derby's budget and and how big the place is and the step up even though the division is is a league down um you can definitely see that when he's when he's talking to the to the press cool we'll we'll get back onto the the twitter comments that we had um we've got one here from matt um on twitter chris martin is one of the best players we've had in the last 10 15 years i think think i agree with that in, in all honesty adam
3: I've got to agree and letting him go was a massive mistake by Derby in my opinion. A top player still cutting it in the championship. I know we probably wouldn't have been able to keep hold of him. We did get some money for him, but Chris Martin, what a player! Still was able to do it when he came back to us from being out on loan. And I miss him. I miss Chris Martin. I'm going to be honest. The goals that he scored, he was a he was a twenty plus goal a season striker, and I think criminally underrated in the championship. And it's difficult to find and keep.
0: Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At Participating Restaurants, 18 Plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com.
3: Keep hold of those players and we kept hold of Chris Martin for quite a long time considering how many goals he scored.
2: Yeah, it was consistent for sure and a fan favourite and I, I yeah, like I say, I, I definitely agree. Chris, who's who's in the same conversation? If if we're saying the best player of the last 10, 15 years, who's who's in the conversation with Chris Martin?
1: So my personal favourite um for me over since probably since 2012, last ten years, I would say Jamie Ward has been one of my favourite players. Um, I loved him. I just found, I just thought his energy, his enthusiasm. He was four foot and a fag butts all. Um, he was brilliant. I, he would be right, right up there. Um, obviously, you've got to talk about the likes of Will Hughes. Um, Johnny Russell was always a fan, fans, fans' favourite. Um, and then you think of the ones who could have been brilliant. And if you think George Thorne had lived up to everything and hadn't been injured, I think without doubt, he'd be up there with one of the best players we'd probably ever had. But obviously injury put pay to that. But yeah, I'd agree with Chris Martin. Um, I think we signed James Collins, hoping he'd be a bit of a James Martin, a bit of a Chris Martin replacement. But I think he's more of a Chris Martin you get from Wish.com, isn't he? Let's be honest.
2: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I don't think, um, to be honest, I don't think if someone comes through the door and impressed Derby fans as much as Chris Martin did, I think they'd they'd be a fantastic player. Um, And for what it's worth, I would absolutely have Chris Martin in this team at the moment, to, to be quite honest. Vic, agree?
4: Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think I'm slightly older, so I remember some of the older days. But in the modern era, Chris Martin's probably one of the best players we've had. And just to add another player onto Chris's list, I forgot to mention Craig Bryson. I think he'd be in that bracket as well. Um, We we talk about Jason Knight and the energy and the running he does. If he could produce what Craig Bryson did in that season and slightly after that as well, we'd rave more about Jason Knight. So, um, yeah, I agree. Chris Martin's the most consistent strike I've seen in the last 10, 15 years to play for Derby.
2: Awesome. We've got Jacob's comment. So, Jacob Hackett... Richard Keogh was a cracking centre half. Yes. He was a scapegoat, though, made worse by the crash incident. Adam, was Richard Keogh a cracking centre half? Was he a scapegoat? What are you thinking?
3: I think he was a good centre half. I was talking to a Leeds fan quite recently, and he said, We were talking about Derby over the years, and he said Richard Keogh was a solid championship player. And a player that probably could have walked, probably could have got into the first team squads of teams in the top ten while he was with us. He was a solid player. Yes, he had errors in him, but all top championship players had errors in them. I don't think he was Premier League by any mile. I don't think anybody would say he was Premier League, but I think he was he was a good championship defender and one that was always there and was and was pretty solid throughout his time and was probably the reason we we'll, half-time we had so many playoff attempts because of how he acted in the changing room and dressing room in terms of getting the squad together and everything like that so I do think he was a great centre-half I'm not sure if he was made a scapegoat I think if we talk about in terms of football and forget about the crash I think he made errors very clear there was a lot of errors in terms of his football which meant that resulted in goals and unfortunately they resulted in big moments so I don't think he was a scapegoat I think the errors he made were were due and warranted I think yeah but Do I made worse by the crash incident? It's difficult and touchy subject to say, isn't it? I don't don't think I'm I'm the best one to comment on that. I'm I'm not too sure on that, to be honest.
2: That's fair. Chris, obviously, I mean, in my opinion, he's probably one of the best centre-backs that we've had. When we're talking about Chris Martin over the last 10, 15 years, I think Richard Keogh is probably one of the best centre-backs we've had at this club over the last 10, 15 years. I think the scapegoat part of Jacob's comment maybe comes from the... The QPR game at Wembley, which I keep seeing on T, I try and avoid that game at all costs. But you always see it somewhere on Twitter or TV. That's or what will always like
1: be, that. sadly, that's what he'll always be remembered for: that Zamora moment and the car car crash. Um, I've not got too much to say on him. Um, my only opinion is that he should have been joined out of the door by Mason Bennett and Tom Lawrence at the time, uh, but that's been and gone. Um, yeah, I thought he was one of the best centre-backs in the, in the Championship during that 13-14 season when we had Steve McLaren um, and how that team didn't get up absolutely criminal. But he will always be remembered for that moment, won't he?
2: those two moments yeah i guess the yeah. the crash incident and and also the qpr the qpr moment um obviously we've seen him back since i suppose he's he's left here it still seems like he's got a bit of an affiliation with the club we had that moment uh blackpool away where he was obviously on the pitch and derby fans were seeing keo keo has a has a player split the fan base over the last 10 15 years like
1: richard kiovic yeah tom Ince.
4: I disagree I think Ritikio definitely hit the fan base on more than one occasion but like Chris said though he's going to be remembered for the mistakes he made because the mistakes he did make were the the the, the very costly ones but I agree he was actually a good centre back maybe one of the better ones that we've had over the last 10 to 15 years Um, but he always had the mistake and his mistakes were always ones that cost us so yeah I don't know and then if we talk about the crash incident I agree with what Chris said We were going to get rid of uh Keogh, we should have got rid of the other two, and I also heard that he was a bit of a maverick in the changing room as well. From depending on what you hear from sources and stuff like that, maybe Keogh wasn't as innocent as we think.
2: (laughs) Vic was some inside scoop there on on Richard Keogh. No, I agree, I just think back of, of Richard Keogh, and I just, yeah, I just. Feel desperately sorry for the situation that it led, to what it led to. But um, no, no doubt we well, I agree with Jacob that he's definitely he's definitely a cracking centre half. We've got another one, a bit of a longer one here. Um, Will Will Orndson on Twitter: Nigel Pearson could have probably been a good manager, uh, decent manager with us if it wasn't for Mel's meddling and spying on train training sessions and players not playing for him. So. We all know the situation with Nigel Pearson. Um, and we all know the, the reports as well that, that came out with Mel's security cameras that were focused in on training and different things like that. Um, Adam, Nigel Pearson.
3: Some of the worst football I've watched in the last 10 years of having a season ticket at Derby, if I'm going to be honest. The, my, my personal opinion following that, um, I mean, just didn't work. Uh, for him did it really in terms of the style of play we're going for I remember we won away at Preston but it was still an awful game Um, in terms of players not playing for him isn't it his job as a manager to get players to play for him you should know that dressing room when you're coming into it if you don't like the players that you've got you should try and get them out and if you don't get them all out then you're the manager at the end of the day I don't think he would have been a decent manager with us. We had an attacking four three three with an attacking four three three squad, um, and he came in and tried to play four four two, which I know a lot of people wanted at the time, but it didn't work until Gary Rowett came in and implemented that with the right players. So, could Nigel have Pearson be a decent manager? Probably not. I'm, I'm glad we got rid of him, to be honest.
2: Chris, decent manager or ostrich?
1: Well, I don't think it helped, did it, when he was um when it was reported that he'd um bedded Chris Martin's wife. 100%. I don't think that helped us for him. Um I don't know about Nigel Pearson. He's one of those managers. If you asked me to name the all the darling managers in the last 10, 15 years, he'd probably one I'd forget about quite quite easily. Um personally, I thought the best thing to come out of Nigel Pearson was Chris Powell. Um, I really liked his energy. Um, but yeah, I, to be honest, I've got absolutely naught to say about Nigel Pearson. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's
2: one comment that we've seen quite a lot about Nigel Pearson. And I think it's quite weird, really. I don't know if it's because of what he achieved, what he's, I suppose, achieved in his career up to coming to Derby or just the kind of maverick person that he is. But a lot of Derby fans seem quite attached to this, this kind of comment of, that he could have been a really good manager for us. Hasn't really done much since obviously leaving us. So what do you think, Vic? I
4: think, and hindsight, Heinz, Hindsight's a wonderful thing, yeah. I think he was the right person to sort of clean up the mess that was in the club before we self-destructed eventually. Um, but at the wrong time and under the wrong ownership. So I think he could have sorted that team out he could have sorted the club out because that's what it needed at that time but a lot of prima donnas in the side where we kept failing promotion and the wage the wage brackets were getting bigger the the egos were getting bigger in the side and that's probably why they're down tools and he eventually got the second in the end anyway so i think he was the right person we should have brought in maybe just not the right environment at that time
2: yeah that's fair enough in 50 years we'll still probably be talking about nigel pearson so um yeah, I look forward to having that conversation in, in fifty years' time. I wonder if Rams talk will still be going. Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> this is just a quick one. I think for comedy value, this is this is definitely my favourite and I definitely want your comments on this, guys. It's from Jordan Cook. Paul Warren is a fraud and gets away with it because he tells joke and cho- tells jokes and wears bobble hats. Um, well, he definitely tells jokes and wears bobble hats. Um, but is he a fraud? Adam?
3: No, no, I don't think he's a fraud. I think what you get, what you see with Paul Warren is what you get. An honest manager will try and play his way and try and get the players on board. So I don't think he's a fraud. Like I said, I think, I think what you see is what you get and I don't think Jordan quite likes Paul Warren's bobble-outs, to be honest.
2: <laughs> Chris, I mean, it's refreshing to see after Rooney, it's refreshing to see a manager that's got a bit of charisma that's natural in front of the camera. Um, I think he's quite funny, in in all honesty, um, and I think he speaks quite well. Do you like Paul Bourne? Do you think he's a fraud?
1: I I, I, I think it's total rubbish. I think he's 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 a he's a great bloke. Um, as you say, Wayne Rooney had about as much charisma as a barn door, didn't he? So it's quite refreshing to see him coming out you know does he occasionally make a blasé comment at the wrong time maybe but we're interested in what he does for the team not how he interviews at the end of the day so no i think i think jordan needs to have a long chat with someone and get all get all his anger issues out I
2: think um, we'll see more of this if we're not achieving the things that we want to achieve next season, um, especially around the, the telling jokes. Because jokes are definitely funny when we're achieving good things, but yeah, when we're um, when we're not and, and missing out on on playoff positions and, and promotion, then yeah, I think the jokes just
1: need to. Uh... I didn't hear any jokes in the last few weeks of the season. I must must admit.
2: Yeah. I think if we, he's selling jokes, things are going well. So um, yeah, long may the long may the jokes continue, as as Vic would say. Absolutely. We've got another comment on YouTube. Um, I'd like to see Cashin as a holding midfielder, best passer in the club. Pace issue at the back. That's that's an unpopular opinion, I think, David. Cashin, I don't think's good. I mean, we have seen the likes of John Stones. Trent Alexander Arnold step into midfield from from defensive positions um, because they're good on the ball and, and good passes. But Stones, Trent, Trent
1: Alexander Arnold, Aaron Cashin. It doesn't quite ring off the tongue just yet.
2: <laughs> Not just yet, but uh, yeah, I think I could definitely agree with one of the best passes at the club, um, especially long pass. And I think he's definitely got a, a good diag in his uh, in his locker. But yeah. Not sure about uh, about that, to, to be quite honest. But you know what? If we see it next season, then uh, and we're wrong, then we'll we'll be coming to you and and saying you were right. We'll finish up, I think, with one last Twitter comment. Let's have a look at this one, which I, I quite like. I think we're all probably going to agree with this one. If I'm if I'm hazing a guess. So Jack Couchman has said, David Klaus sells us if we step foot in the championship. Adam, do you agree with that?
3: Absolutely, one hundred percent. I think David Klaus I think he said when he first took us over that he's here to stabilise us. I don't think at any point he said he's going to stop pouring in the millions, take us up to the Premier League, and hang on to your hats. I think, Paul, I think sorry, David Klaus does definitely sell us when when we go up. I know. I think that's definitely his plan. I don't think his plan is to keep hold of us twenty years and. And start saying he's going to be taking us to the Champions League anytime soon.
2: Yeah, I think for me, I can. Ju- I've just got this image of him returning to his seat in the north stand, and people singing "Give Us a Bounce" and him him bouncing and waving and and being like that. So yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. Would it be the right thing to do though? I guess. I mean, he may have. He may have got a bug for it. He may have been able to balance his his business as well as ownership of a football club. We don't know. But Chris, do you see him selling when he when he if if and when we make that jump up to the championship?
1: I hope not, because I've just got visions of him in the north stand and Chris Kirchner in the the directors box. It's, it's you know, <laughs> He'll let's be in just, jail by then. Let's just keep it. Let's just keep it stable. And my thing would be if we step foot in the Premier League, that's when he. He sells us. I just want everything to be as it is at the moment. I don't want another twelve months of takeover talk and Mike Ashley being banded about and some Middle Eastern Dubai billionaire who wants to turn Pride Park into a. I, I don't know, but I just I just want us to keep everything as it is f- f- for now. Thank you very much.
2: That's fair, uh, Vic. Do you agree if we step foot in the Championship that he'd sell?
4: Well, we've become a more interesting proposition for potential owners. Um, but I think if we, keep, if we stay in the Championship a year, I think he'll sell after that. So if we go up, stay in the Championship for a year, I think he'll sell after that. Not just because he wants to make his money, but maybe he'll see bigger things for the club. And I think he'll t- probably take a back seat, maybe have an ambassadorial role or maybe stay on the board, maybe. Um, but I think we'd have to... Destabilize in the championship for him to sell us.
2: Yeah, I think the good thing with him being the owner now is that I don't think he's going to give it to anyone that's going to put us in the the same shape as what Morris did. Um, so if he did decide one day that he wanted to up and sell, and to be honest with you, I, I wouldn't blame him. Um, we all know that really he didn't want to step up and and kind of buy the club, but. I do think that he'll sell us to the right person um, and, and go the right way about it. So, whatever he decides to do, um, he's a legend in my eyes. Build the statue, and uh, and, and we'll remember David Clowes as a as a hero. Um, I know that everyone used to say that about a certain Mel Morris, but I can't for the life of me see David Clowes going down down that route in in all honesty. Well, we've had some unpopular opinions I think we've had some popular opinions as well because I think we've had a few that we all we all kind of agree on um, what's safe to say is that this episode was quite easy to do given the amount of stuff that's happened over the course of the last well even the court over the course of the last three years in in all honesty but um, some some cracking unpopular opinions there and thanks for everyone on Twitter for getting involved in in that uh, we've got some more content coming up over the course of pre-season. So watch out for other ways to get involved on Twitter. We've also just released a new discord as well. Um, so we're going to be all interacting on there. It's free to join. We just want to build up a bit of a community. You can find all the pod links. You can get involved in, in pod talk and, and more stuff around the, the club. So look out for that link on Twitter and, and hopefully we'll, we'll see you all there. But if you've enjoyed this, give us five stars, as Jake always says. If you if you didn't enjoy it, don't give us five stars. Um, if you want to give us a four star, then maybe, but five stars the way forward. And yeah, we'll we'll see you next week. Adam, thank you. Chris, thank you. You sound brilliant on your new mic. Vic, a pleasure as always. Wishing you a happy Sunday, and I'll see you
0: all next week. Cheers, Jake. Cheers, Jamie. Jamie. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app at Participating Restaurants 18 Plus Serving Times Delivery Fee and Terms Apply. See McDonald's.com.
1: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.